amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Live from the Watchdogs Radio Studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas, you are listening to Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center of Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. And now, here's the host of Watchdogs Radio, Keith Shoemaker. Well, good afternoon. We are actually not in the Watchdogs Radio studio. I am at the Georgia School Counselors Conference. Uh, in uh, We're in Augusta, Georgia, just uh, on the banks of the Savannah River. Literally, I'm looking out the window uh, at the river right now. And uh, it's a beautiful day. It uh, looks like it's going to be the last one for a little while. Uh, we're going to have, uh, have some winter weather coming in and our thoughts and uh, are uh, definitely going out to our friends in the, uh, the upper northwest mid or upper midwest. Uh, who seem to be getting some uh, some bad weather up there. So hopefully uh, everybody's okay, everybody survived, and, uh, and we just move right along. We get through winter and uh, wait for the springtime. So uh, I know one guy that loves the wintertime, uh, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Chris Dannenauer at the Mothership in Springdale. Chris, how you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, man. Uh, doing good. It's uh, about 70 degrees and uh, windy, uh, So, uh, but uh, here... Uh, in the next 24 hours, uh, we're going to have a 30 degrees difference in temperatures with like 44 being the high versus 74. So uh, definitely welcome, welcoming the winter win- the winter weather in, man. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's see. We are, uh, you know, we, we get that uh, that weather report on there. I always joke. I think we're we're kind of like the weather channel <laughs> getting uh, getting things together this is our 112th episode of watchdogs radio uh we are moving right along if you would like to uh, join us if you would like to call in and uh talk to us talk about father engagement in schools you can give us a call at 215-383-3728 that is 215-383-3728 you can give us a call and uh, join us here on Watchdogs Radio, Chris. We had a uh, we were going to be featuring a top dog coordinator, but I see that uh, we haven't heard from him yet. Who are we? Uh, who are we waiting for? Well, we're waiting for uh, Mr. Robert Bird. He is a dean of students at Imagine Hope Community Campus uh, there in Washington D.C. And uh, he's a, he's a busy man, and so. We'll just have to circle back around and try to catch him at a time that is uh, more convenient uh, for him. That'll absolutely work. Well, that will give us a chance to uh, 
bring on our very special guest uh, a little bit early. Uh, and our special guest is uh, Tori Evans-Barton. Now, Tori, uh, I'm going to ask her to give us a little bit of her background, but she is the founder and chief executive officer of the Fatherless Generation Foundation in Atlanta. Uh, Tori and I have been working together for uh, quite a few years now, uh, projects that we've had a chance to uh, to get together on, and she's been doing some amazing work, and we're going to uh, bring Tori on. Tori, welcome to Watchdogs Radio. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, and uh, we're really excited to hear some of the things that you've got going on. It was definitely a pleasure to see you at the uh, male engagement conference uh, there in Atlanta here a couple of uh, weeks ago, and it was uh, I was so glad to get a chance to uh, to have you out and uh, and to be able to uh, come join us. So uh, I tell you what, just for our listeners who are not familiar with you, uh, how about maybe just give us a little bit of your background, and uh, and then we'll get into some of the great stuff you're doing. Well, I am honored. You guys said I'm the special guest. How about that? I feel feel special. (laughs) Well, I am, like you said, the founder and chief executive officer of the Fatherless Generation Foundation, where our mission is to really reunite biological fathers with their children. So we're really happy about the work that we're able to do through that. Um, The reason I started the organization was because at 31 years old, I went on a search looking for my father and found him. And it really impacted my life to the point where I knew there were others similar to me who were mm-hmm. on a quest. Maybe they didn't know the steps to take, but they were on a similar quest to look for their father. So now I help. It's, it's, it started out as children, but now we've had adults that we've assisted as well. So really? you know, sometimes you, you venture out into a little bit. I, just a little, just a few. I don't, I don't help adults too often because a lot of times they don't have a lot of information. And that mm-hmm. becomes very complicated when they have, you know, a name and it's, you know, Steve Frank or, you know, John sure. Smith. That's complicated. And so that becomes hard. You know, you just, you, what you do is you pray for them and, and hope the best for them and that they find them. And we've had people who called us back and said, you know, just stepping out and talking with you, my mother gave me more information. And now, you know, I'm pursuing my father or I've had a conversation with him and now I'm going to go visit him. You, you know, you just never know when, once you take that step. So. We've, That's amazing. Yeah, we've been able to do a lot of great work. That's amazing. You know, as we do go out and do our work, you know, we hear so many people, you know, we get pushback, people saying, you know, fathers don't care, fathers are are disconnected, you know, fathers have checked out, kids don't know who their fathers are, and we know that that's that's not exactly the way it is. And uh and and just to make an effort to to get out there and to do it and and Tell us about some of the, the, the surprising results. I mean, I'm, I, I'm fascinated by the stories that, that, that you've told us, but uh, tell us a little bit about you know, some of the stories, and, and really I'd like to get into what you're doing uh, with Ricky Smiley. Okay. Well, what I think is really interesting is people say exactly what you said. Fathers don't care. Oh, they don't want to be involved. They're deadbeats, that kind of thing. That is so far from the truth. Do I meet men who don't know what the next steps are to take? Yes. Do I meet men mm-hmm. who have several children out of wedlock? Yes. And there's different steps that you have to take when you were not married. Um, do I meet men who are divorced and maybe at some point they checked out, but now they're ready to check back in? Yes. Um, but it was never that they didn't care about their children. Um, that's the part that amazes me, that we really think fathers don't care. I don't know where we got that from. I have no idea 
why we believe that men are not connected to their children in spirit and with their hearts. I've had a lot of men tell me I've had to shut down in order to cope with, I've had to turn off my love um, because mm-hmm. I haven't been able to see my children. I've, I've fought in my fighting in court, calling, whatever mm-hmm. I have to do, it has led to nowhere. So I've had to shut down my heart and my love in order to cope and to manage in life. And that exactly. is where they're disconnected. That's where they're shutting down. Because if you have this love that you have for your children, but you can't see them, that will destroy you. It will destroy mm-hmm. you. And I don't think women have, you know, we maneuver a different kind of way. Women, you know, it's almost like we get back up and keep going. I don't think we do that well, but we do it nonetheless. Men don't do right. it as well as we do. And that's not enough. Right. That's just how I believe we're made. Exactly. And I actually had that conversation with my daughter last night about how the you know the difference between the how the male mind thinks and the female mind thinks and and you know some people just don't get that right and we have to get it if we're going to work together and do what we call co-parenting i love mm-hmm. when i am able to reunite a father with his children um whether it's on air or no one knows about it you know it's not right. it's not really about the recognition i get no recognition <laughs> and i'm okay with that at this stage before I was a little upset because, like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, I'm doing this, and I need the recognition for doing it. I don't care. You know why? Because I get get all the reward from seeing the smiles and the cries and the hugs, stuff that no one else will get to witness. The first time a father gets reconnected with his child and he hasn't seen him in 10 years, I get that. And I think that's fantastic that I get to see that. Exactly. And and just the the thing about, you know, doing it on uh, in the – the venue that you're able to do that is not so much. I mean, and it's just like watchdogs. You know, we're not looking for for promotion for ourselves, but just to get the word out there to be able to get people thinking about. You know, fathers want to be involved. Fathers need to be involved. They just need to be given the opportunity. Then they just need to be given the on ramp. And I know you've told me so many times that uh, you know when you do make a connection with a father. You know, he tells you, I always wanted to be involved. I just couldn't. I, I was blocked. I couldn't. I, I didn't have that opportunity. So how did this opportunity with Ricky Smiley come about? Um, it came about because I had a, a young lady who I was friends with, and she really liked, well, she started out as her sister came to one of the Why Did My Daddy Leave forums that we did, and her sister called her immediately and said, you need to connect with Lori. And she just happened to work at the radio station, and loved what I was doing, and as the process went on, she reconnected me with Ricky Smiley. We went on once, and um, they loved what I was doing, but it took almost a full year. Um, actually, it took a full year and then some to get what we call now Father's Day, where we reunite mm-hmm. a father on air. Um, and that has okay. been, we've done one on air. We had a situation last month where the father just could, they couldn't make the flight, so we we had a father who had been reunited earlier this summer on air, but we'll do another one. It's the third Thursday of every month where we okay. bring them on the show and they talk about um, what it was like to meet each other for the first time or be reunited after several years. I, the one I believe I'm still wrestling with which one I'm going to do this month is a father <laughs> that's just been inconsistent for several years. They've oh. seen each other here and there, but he inconsistency, I don't think we realize how much inconsistency can damage children more so than you not being there. And yeah. so his inconsistency has really hurt the trust that his children have when it comes to him. 
But what I'm loving wow. is the consistency that's now in place. Because I met with the kids this this past Sunday, Saturday, mm-hmm. and um, I am impressed at where everything is at this stage, based on where it was before. Wow. It was not wow. it was not in a good place. But consistency is the key when it comes to fathering. Whether you're you're not able to be there like you want to. Once your kids get a certain age, mm-hmm. these kids are 16, 14, and 8. And the 16-year-old wow. is like, I have a cell phone. He can call me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> she, was, right. she was very direct. <laughs> um, wow. Now. I don't get it. And wow. it's, it's, it has so much to do with the brokenness of marriage and mm. all of the other components sure. that go along with this that no one wants to talk about. We say, oh, he's... It's an excuse why he's not there. No, it's not. <laughs> well, we are talking. Reason. We are talking to Tori Evans Barton of the Fatherless Generation Foundation, and we will be back uh, once again with Tori after the break. We're going to hear uh, hear a few messages, and we will be back. Hey, Dad, back-to-school time has come and gone. At the National Center for Fathering, we hope you connected with your kids over the summer. But just because your kids are back in school does not mean that you have to lose that connection. Over 4,000 U.S. schools have implemented the Dads of Great Students program, also known as Watchdog. This program gives fathers and father figures an opportunity to be engaged in their children's education during the school year. Call your school to see if a Watchdogs program is available in your area. If not, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. When you're interacting with your kids, are you more like an explorer or a cop? Carrie Casey, CEO of the National Center for Fathering, author of Championship Fathering and Father of Four, explains the difference on today's father. Among the greatest qualities I'd hope every dad can build in his relationships with his children, open communication ranks right up there near the top. When dads and kids can talk things through in a healthy way, and when the kids feel free to approach their dads about anything, that's huge. That increases the chances that they'll be able to work together when crises and challenges come along. If that kind of give and take is a challenge for you, I want to leave you with one thought to keep in your mind. Investigate, don't interrogate. Now, what do I mean by that? I suppose it's all about your attitude, your tone of voice, your facial expressions, maybe even your body posture. Investigating is showing genuine interest in your child, really wanting to find out more about him because he's fascinating to you, like an explorer. With interrogation, you probably think of a crime show on TV where the cops are trying to coerce a confession out of a suspect. That might be extreme, but at the very least, an interrogation carries an assumption of guilt. You're pretty sure your child is up to something, and you're determined to find out what, or at least that's the feeling he's getting from you. 
see, we have to investigate, not interrogate. Part of the fathering fundamental of coaching our children is simply getting to know them better, gaining insight into who they are, what motivates them, what frustrates them, and so on. Then using these insights to meet their needs and build a stronger connection. Do you know what's unique about each of your children? If your son or daughter came to you and asked, what's special about me, Dad? How would you answer? If you can't answer that question, it may be time to do a little investigating. Now, let me add this caution. If you haven't had much open dialogue with your child in the past, it probably won't happen the next time you try. You might have to earn back some trust through the weeks or even months. But as they sense you're truly interested in getting to know them, they'll become more open and share more. But for now, if they don't volunteer information, don't force it. Keep a long-term goal in mind, opening lines of communication that would be a real asset in the years to come. Remember, Dad, investigate. Don't interrogate. This is Kerry Casey for Today's Father. We'd like to send you our email updates for dads. Just visit fathers.com or call 800-593-DADS. Thanks for listening, Dad, and keep up the good work. Hey, Dad, have you ever wanted to know what my day is really like at school? Now you can find out. You can be a watchdog for day at my school. DOG stands for Dad's a Great Student. Watchdogs are great. They greet me and my friends at the door in the morning and spend time with us in our classrooms. At lunch, at recess, and at the end of the day, they make sure we go safe. I know my education is important to you, and I would be so proud if you could come. Madison's dad has already volunteered, and he is coming back again soon. I love you, Dad. Go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. We are We are We are And we are back. This is our Monday rollback. We are uh, November the 10th. This is our 112th episode of Watch Dogs Radio. And we are coming to you live from the Georgia School Counselors Association Conference in Augusta, Georgia. Having a good time here. Uh, once again, we're uh, looking forward. Uh, I'm actually going to be giving the Watch Dogs 7 Steps to Success training here uh, about 20 minutes after uh, we go off the air. So uh, I'm going to have to do a, a quick changeover transition turnaround from uh, radio personality to uh presentation speaker here in a few minutes so uh it's always fun always uh neat to do live radio and to uh you know get that bob and weave and be able to get uh get everything done so we are uh we are back with chris dannenauer from the watchdogs national office in springdale chris you there i'm here keith all right, and we are continuing our conversation with Tori Evans Barton, who is the CEO and founder of the Fatherless Generation Foundation in Atlanta. And uh, Tori, we've got some interesting stuff on the horizon. I know there's not a lot uh, that that we can really get out there, but I'm really excited to hear uh, you talking about uh, getting off the radio. Not getting off the radio, but expanding a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about that without letting too much out of the can? <laughs> we can. Um, you know. I find it amazing to do this kind of work, and you both know because you've watched me on Facebook, and I've had some, some moments that I've put on Facebook that were just really low moments. But what yes. I'm realizing now is as I did the work, those who needed to pay attention were paying attention. So 
yes, I've been on the radio, but the people who contacted me concerning what we're going to talk about had no idea that I was even on on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show reuniting. Oh, wow. They actually Googled my name because mm-hmm. they were looking for, I guess, how to reunite or what that looked like or if it was really an issue. And um, my name kept popping up on Google, they said, which is pretty cool. I guess it's that thing when people say, Google me. You know, I'm not I'm not that girl. I don't want you to Google me at all. Um, but now I'm in the, the works um, to have my own television show, but I actually reunite fathers on the air. And wow. I don't look at it as something that's just for me. I look at it as a push forward for fatherhood, the fatherless movement, the fatherless daughters and the fatherless sons movement, because this is more exposure, bringing more awareness to the fact that it is a problem. If mm-hmm. I could say anything, what I've realized is those who are not experiencing this have no idea this is going on. They have yeah. no idea the true impact it's having. The president of the um, production company, major production company, reached out to me. Him and I have been talking over the phone. Then we've been on Skype a lot, and um, one of the things he kept insisting as we were recording things was, Tori, I didn't know this was an issue, and there are millions of people like me who have no idea this is an issue. I need you to convey that as you're speaking and emphasize how important it is to have a father. It was very hard for me because when you go in the public eye and say children need their fathers, you immediately get this backlash from mothers who say, what, I'm not enough? What, you know, I've been here all this time. And it's like, it's not a knock to you, mom, that your children need their father. You didn't create them by yourself. So you can't raise them successfully by yourself. And that's what we're going to showcase. I I am pressing more than anything because I can tell you that even as I've recorded, even as as I have stated that fathers contact me, there is still this slant out there that fathers need to be found. And I'm telling mm-hmm. them, no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, Fathers exactly. are looking for their children just as much. They are amazed at how many phone calls I get when I'm on the air with Ricky Smiley. I get 1,500 or so when we were on in, in August for the first time. There were 15 wow. between emails and phone calls, 1,500 responses <laughs> to that wow. show. And I'm, and I'm sure that's both fathers and children. Yes, but majority fathers. And there's some mothers in there. I would tell you out of the ones that we have reached back out to, it's like two or three moms. And, but you mm-hmm. get a lot of mothers, meaning my son, <laughs> um, girlfriends, fiancés, or wives who are reaching out to help their husbands. Like, what, what do I need to do? What is his next step? We, need, we don't know what to do. And that is the, the key that I think people are missing. Men don't know what to do. They don't have enough money to hire an attorney. So the first thing you hear when you go to an attorney uh, I need a right. $2,500 retainer. <laughs> right, right. They don't have it. So then that door is shut. Exactly. So my you know, a couple of weeks we, ago, well, I was just going to uh-huh. say a couple no, of weeks ahead. ago, we uh, had Dr. Linda Nielsen on the air. And I don't know if you've ever had a chance to connect with her, but but she's just got some amazing data and background and research that she's done through Wake Forest University. And uh, she mentioned that there are actually several states that are changing their custody laws where they're going back to instead of, you know, the, the, the baseline being dad gets every other weekend and, and Wednesday night, uh, they're going back, I believe it was North Dakota, 
uh, actually had a, and I don't, I don't know how it came out, but they had a referendum on the ballot to take uh, co-parenting back to the baseline in court that, that says it's going to be a 50-50, and then if there's you know, a reason to change it from there, that they would do that. But you know, I think that's a, a big, um, big advancement. And she said there's about six states that are actually in the process of, of changing that law and being more uh, reasonable towards fathers in those uh, in their negotiations and in the, in their laws of where the family court judge has a new baseline to start from. And I think, see, I hear stories like that all the time of new legislation. Like I was just reading about Oklahoma. Now, they have a new law that's being passed that if the father has visitation or custody and he's not getting that time, no longer does he have to pay to file a contempt order. He just goes and files it like an application, which is huge because every sure. time a husband or an ex-husband or a you know, father has to go to court, he has to pay for it. And that's what I exactly. don't think people understand either. Mothers don't. Mothers can go get these attorneys and then charge the husband, you know, put it on his tab to pay. Right. You know, once you go to court, it's on his tab to pay for her attorney. And that's not so with men, but I thought that was a huge stride. So to hear that more um, states are doing the 50-50, and then I know um, Missouri is working on something like the 323 or something in that nature that I've been reading about. So we'll see as, as time goes on how this thing progresses. But with more awareness, I, I'm, hope, I'm praying that my show will bring that awareness that will change laws. I'm not well, in school for government right now for nothing. Well, good luck. Good luck with that. Wow. Well, if there is uh, certainly yeah. anything we can do uh, to support you, you know, obviously let us know, and uh, and we will. Uh, you know, we could, you know, come on and talk about our program. You know, we've had several uh, fathers that have reached out to us and said that you know they were able to um, do a little bit more for their child because of the Watchdogs program, even though it wasn't specifically in their um, their decree or their agreement that it was agreeable so that they could come in. I mean, when you come in and you're serving as a watchdog for your kid, you know, you're, you, you're being supervised by, you know, 60 adults. You know, you can't really have much more of a supervised uh -huh. visitation than that. But it, there, a lot of people have told, a lot of guys have told us that, you know, that was a, an additional opportunity for them not only to uh, understand, you know, to, to connect with their kids, but to understand the uh, their their education, their you know what they're doing, their eight hours a day while they're in that big brick box that I like to refer to the school as, but it gives them a chance to connect better with education, even if they're in a non-custodial situation. And that's see, that's the key right there. However, you can spend time with your children. Do it. <laughs> I have some fathers who are like, I don't want to do it because that's how she wants me to do it. I don't want to do it because that feels. Just do it because it's benefiting you and the child, whether you know it or not. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, every minute makes a difference, that's for sure. It does. It definitely That's for does. sure. Now, now, Tori, do you have, uh, we've got about, uh, about three and a half minutes left here. Could, do you have any specific stories that really uh, reach out and, and would grab somebody and say, you know, this is some of the great work that you're doing? I know you probably got a bunch yeah. of them. <laughs> I will, I will stick with the one that we did um, on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show in August. Um, young lady, 12 years old, had never met her father. She's in the home with four siblings. They all have different fathers. And her father was the only one who wasn't in jail. Um, mm. What I find intriguing about the story is her father has wanted to be there the entire time. 
he had been paying child support since she was two years old, which was when he found out she was born um, and she was his child. And so he's wanting to be there all this time. And I can tell you that since she has been reunited with him, it's been a double-edged sword for her. She has this mm-hmm. love that she's never known sure. before. She has this, um, this father who is just whatever she needs, whenever she needs them. But she's never experienced that. Um, but then the mother just gave her a really hard time. I'm not going to deny that. It was, it was rough to the point we had to put the entire family in counseling. Because what made it difficult was you have this one child who now has access to her father and the other three do not. Yes. And it was stressing the mother out. And I, you know, I wanted to make sure that everyone was okay, but I didn't want Michaela to lose um, contact with her father because of the stress that was in her home. And to see them together, I mean, the love that she has for someone, that's what I think blows my mind more than anything. The day you meet your father, this love that you've always had for him is, actu- is actualized. And people mm-hmm. were like, do you see the love in her eyes? And it's like, yeah, I can see the love in her eyes. I get to talk to fathers who we recently reunited a father with his daughter who he hadn't talked to in four years and giving him the phone number to his daughter. He's in Ohio. She is in um, North Carolina. And the day mm-hmm. the mother called me and gave me the daughter's cell phone, and I could give that to the father, I mean, he broke down and started crying. He hadn't talked to wow. his daughter in four years. Wow. Just from a phone call. And so now... You know, they're working on meeting up because dad had to have surgery recently. And so that just happened over the last couple of months. And so they're going to meet up this month for the first time. And so that's wow. going to be pretty exciting. That's yeah. awesome. Well, Tori, thank you so much. Uh, we are out of time. This thing goes so fast. Chris, thank <laughs> you for joining us. And uh, we will talk to you. Come see us again next week. Thanks, Tori. Thank, thank you, you for joining Bye-bye. us in another edition of Watch Dogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information on the Watchdogs program and how to bring this great program to your school, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watchdogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. And now for Eric and Chris and the staff at the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, this is Keith Shoemaker. Be sure to join us next week. Have a great week. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. 
Learn more at cbp.gov careers.